0: My name is Melanie Goldman. And um, so my Instagram handle is mindovermelanie. And basically about 10 years ago, I was very confused before my diagnosis. I was in bed for about a month straight, but I've been, I was battling for many, many, many years um, uh, and very confused as to what was happening with my mental health. Um, but the month before my diagnosis, I basically couldn't get out of bed and and on my birthday, I went to see someone and my sister basically was like, "Um, we need to figure this out. So I eventually ended up in a hospital um, to get a very uh, long diagnosis and finding out that I had BPD, went into this whole weeks and weeks of trying to find the right therapist, Googling this all myself and, you know, not to go into it, but 10 years later, I've been, you know, advocating and been talking on podcasts, been, um, I'm to have an interview this today, actually, to start facilitating for support, a support group. I've been, you know, uh, doing many other things like fundraising. I helped, uh, get the hashtag for, uh, BPD online. I've been, you know, putting myself out there. Um, I, I went back to school. I was in the music industry, been talking about BPD in that, and I'm a singer for 10 years, but I went back to do, my master's, and I'm currently studying uh, psychotherapy to become a therapist, because my dream is to help other people with BPD and open up my own center one day so I can help others who struggle with borderline personality disorder um, and help raise money, awareness, and drop stigma for people who deal with borderline, like myself and anybody else who's listening. So yeah, yeah. it's been a long like, so, <laughs> and yeah, and I've like, and it doesn't matter what I've done, but like writing and talking, but the whole point is I also believe so wholeheartedly that we're so strong. Mm
1: -hmm. Um,
0: And we are all so creative, talented. And the biggest issues are sometimes we don't have purpose or we haven't been shown the right way, or, you know, we get so stuck and we don't finish and, you know, I, I would love, I have a dog named Ray and my grandmother's name was Ray. And my dream is just to keep giving people a ray of light because I feel like what we all have is so much darkness and nobody understands the darkness. And that's okay because I want to make the darkness normal. That's Mm -hmm. my dream is to make the fact that we think about dying okay. The fact that we have these symptoms, okay. And the fact that we talk about it, okay, but not sitting in it, that's not okay. Let's get over that. And let's do stuff with our lives because we're all talented and we all can do amazing things. And that's what I want everyone with BPD to know, that they're not useless. Mm -hmm. They're not stupid. And just because people don't understand doesn't mean that they have to feel that way. And it's okay to take a day off Mm -hmm. and to feel stupid. It's okay. You're normal. I want everyone to feel okay
1: literally that is literally what bmh is trying to do like what we're trying like yeah there's way too much mental health stigma in the world right now and it like just by talking about it just by raising awareness can literally be so important and so kind of helpful so yeah
0: it it sounds like it's simple but it's not and i think it it, like it it is that simple but it's not it's like i spend i spent years online and I'll answer I've answered every single message (laughs) and I have a best friend Molly who has a podcast back from the borderline and she's at times been like Mel you're exhausting yourself to the point of burnout and I I've had to pull away at times and I'm like you know what I know Justin Bieber did this at one point before he was like famous he used to like write back every single fan and Taylor Swift but I don't look at it like it's a fan I mean it in the sense where I've met some of the most beautiful people who struggle every single day with BPD. Some are my greatest friends to this day, and it's, we have a, a special bond and we struggle. And the worst things that have ever happened to me in my life, it feels, are like the miscommunications I've had with other people with BPD. Meaning they don't understand that I am I love them the way that they should love me back, because the worst thing I could ever think in my life are two people with BPD ever being mean to each other. Because I think the fact that we suffer, mm-hmm. like, uniquely the same, and, and not the same same, but, like, yeah. that's my my dream, is that people with BPD can always help each other. Because the splitting that happens, meaning, like, the jealousy within the community sometimes, or the confusion. So I always write, be, I want to heal and hope and help the BPD community raise me. Mm-hmm. And I don't... Because the fact is like I, we started this conversation, so many people will still not understand, even years down the road, because that's just truth of life. Yeah. Yeah. I'll even become a therapist, open a center, and people will still be probably questioning, you know, my integrity, my character, who I am, because that's life. But as long as the people who struggle and suffer the same as me don't question me, and we could support and love each other, especially mental health, especially people like us, right? Mm-hmm. We are the kinds of people who have to stick with each other the most because Mm -hmm. when the rest of the world wants to bring you down, we got to bring each other up. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's wholeheartedly all that matters. There's nuances and people always talk about the differences between recovered, recovery, management, BPD, and you know, the spectrum. And for me. Um, and there's a, s- a show starting soon and my girlfriend Zanabelle is gonna be, it's called the BPD Bunch. And there's a bunch of us like talking about, you know, the axis and, and recovery and recovered. For me, I really don't love the word cure. I really don't love the word recovered. Um, I love words like, I have a tattoo on my body, it says fighter um, with the symbol, you know, the continue symbol. I personally take to words like fighter, resilience, um, you know, management because I'm 10 years of this and, you know, yes, they say once you don't exhibit five of the nine symptoms, you are no longer meeting the criterion for BPD. That means bullshit to me. You want to know why? Because even if you're not having chronic or pervasive feelings of emptiness every single day of your life, okay, let's knock off a symptom. Does that mean I'm never going to feel empty in the future? Does that mean I don't feel empty today? My days, I'm managing them constantly. I'm fighting through them. For me, you can't have light without darkness. You can't have some hours that aren't amazing and some that aren't. For me, motion dysregulation means I'm constantly emotional. I'm constantly dysregulating. I'm constantly regulating my dysregulation. And I'm happy and I'm so proud of that and my progress. But words like completely recovered, completely cure means that I'm like fighting some problem I have constantly to get rid of something like it's a disease out of my body and there's nothing wrong is how I look at it right but some people and this is why I always talk about things from an individual perspective and same with when I become a therapist and practice and spirituality and recovery for me whatever empowers a person individually is important so for me what empowers me individually is fighter resilience management but cure to say someone's fully cured from something. And then what if they wake up one day and they're just kaputzed, like they can't get out of their bed They're, you know, they lose a friend They're, they lose a job and they're just all this exhibiting, all the symptoms at a rate faster than they ever And it, they're like, well, I'm supposed to be recovered. I'm supposed mm-hmm. to be cured. You know what I mean? So for me personally, I've always been like, yes, a word's a word, but the meaning behind the word, but for me, I've always taken to, I'm managing symptoms at a faster rate. So on the spectrum, where are my symptoms at? How am I looking at my life? Where am I at with my life? And it's just, where am I managing everything? And so, yes, some days they're not great. Some days are, really great these days. And some hours are fabulous, some hours are really bad. So it's all for me about managing and fighting and surviving and getting through. And for some people, they really take to, I'm cured, I'm fully cured, because for them, that's a mental thing. So they need to be like, I'm fully recovered, I'm cured. So it's like, you think about like law of attraction, mm-hmm. you think it, you are it, you believe it, you see <laughs> it. So so I'm like, that's that's totally fine. But for me, I'm on, I'm in a, I'm a mixture combination where I go, you know, I really am a fighter. I'm managing, I'm getting through, but I'm not going to say I'm fully cured ever. Cause it's like, I believe in the, the word. I think I have BPD. I am managing my symptoms. Like, I don't know, you know what I mean? Where I'm going to be at. Even if I had three of the nine symptoms, would I say I didn't have BPD? I don't know if that's the case here, right? If that makes sense.
1: No, that 100% makes sense. And okay, again, I think most of the people I've interviewed are still like, I still have BPD. It's just that I've been through like DBT therapy and all that. So it's a very, very interesting perspective to take. Because BPD has been said to be like an uncurable disease. But there are so many people being like, yeah, I've completely recovered from BPD just because I finished all the therapy. And I, yeah, I think your spe- your perspective is definitely wow, really really nice on that. But. Kind of circling back, do you mind kind of just explaining what BPD, what having BPD is like to a normal listener? And like, if you have any like really big life defining moments that happen because you have BPD, like for example, I know manic episodes can be something that really drastically changes someone's life. So if you're comfortable sharing, do you mind
0: saying something? Yeah, I mean, well, like, It's so it's always this really unique thing where people are like, how do you define borderline personality disorder? Because it's one of the most difficult and complex things to even define as a condition. Um, And you know what I mean? What and people are always confusing it with bipolar in the sense where it's a personality disorder, not a mood disorder. But for me, how I always describe it to people, because I don't describe things in definitions. I describe things in literally manifest manifestations of my life Mm -hmm. and how I would say it's like having your emotions constantly heightened so like you're you're like all versus like a mood disorder or bipolar where your mood could be for a full day you're sad Mm -hmm. or three days you're sad and then three days you're really 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 happy for for someone with borderline I could wake up in the morning, really, really sad for the first hour. Then the next hour I'm I'm like, ha- like really happy. And then the following hour I'm angry. You're just, it's constant changing. So it's constant, not knowing what's around the corner. And not only that, it's if you don't know how to actually use your skills to manage it, meaning you really have to know and learn yourself and get to these places. It's a condition where everything's so heightened where, okay, Whereas someone, and I don't use words like normal people, you know what I mean? Because we're all, everybody's unique in their own special way. But whereas a normal person, you say to them something, you know, you hurt my feelings. If you say to someone like, and you bother me, like, and I'm angry about something, I'm angry. Where you're angry at a five, I'm angry at like a 10. Mm -hmm. So everything is heightened at an axis. Whereas something would make me sad, I'm so sad. You know, and it's it's just, we feel so much more than the general public. And that's every feeling. That's every emotion. And it's like they they compare it to a roller coaster. That's why they use comparisons like it's a roller coaster of emotions. It's like your skin is feeling like it's constantly being burned mm-hmm. when you're angry or sad. And the difference is, is that when you start to manage it, these things aren't as heightened. So they start lessening. That's why all the symptoms are around fear of of emptiness, like abandonment, rejection, suicide ideation. These are all extremes, right? You know, like trying to impulsivity, think about the extremes. These are, you're on an extreme, constant extreme, extremities of life. And a lot of people are like, well, maybe I have BPD if they're anxious or depressed, but there's difference, there's differences. And then you get things like, because your mind is constantly on the extreme, paranoia. And Mm. so- it's hard to define these things because it's not in one clear glass little, you know, box where I can just say, well, BPD is, you know, one mood and this is this, because it's always a constant dif- differences of emotions changing all day long. And with that being said, it comes with a whole group a clusterfuck of symptoms. So I would say it's the most complex condition. <laughs> yeah. 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 So. 100% but I think sec- yeah sorry and you said something about are there moments that changed right yeah
1: I guess are there kind of really life-defining aspects or events that happened because of BPD life-defining
0: assets yeah I mean so every single person with BPD it's you know that expression same same but different so it's an expression I, I use and it's I think it's a Thai expression actually when i was traveling in thailand i saw it everywhere it was like same same but different meaning people with bpd have same same feelings but they're different so it's like we might have had really tough um, environments growing up like our parents may not have you know been able to there might have been a lot of anger in the households but it's like our parents are still different or you know we might have all there might have been really terrible rape situations or terrible, you know, women, the way we look at ourselves, or it's just same situations, but different situations. So what I always say is that everybody's dealing with something behind closed doors that is completely different, but it's, we're all dealing with something, even not just people with BPD. But the whole idea is that there's been so many life defining moments that have either led you to your diagnosis, or that are completely helping you to empower you to get better, whether it's dbt groups whether it's you know for me getting over my addiction from alcohol whether it's getting over my addiction from men uh, my codependency addictions whether it's like there's been so many life-defining moments towards my diagnosis and after my diagnosis but every time i meet someone with bpd our stories are chilling how similar they are and how different in little ways they are but how alike we are mm. so it's like same same but different you know
1: Mm -hmm. yeah well I think 100% the yeah same same but different yeah that's so nice like you you really make me speech I have no idea how to reply to that because yeah but okay uh this is kind of a little bit on topic off topic but you talked about splitting just now within the community like I do you want to talk about splitting and just for my personal knowledge what do you think within the
0: BPD community because like Oh, well, oh, so sometimes people can like split on themselves. They can get like freak out and then like, or they'll split on their partner or they'll split on their friend or they'll split. So it's like, a, you'll just get like, it's like when you freak out about something or you'll get jealous. And so just so we have like knowledgeable reference of a good definition of you, a good definition for you. Cause I don't want to <laughs> give, give the wrong definition. Right. Cause I do this, but um, this, the best way is it's, it's common. It's, it causes a person to view everything. And this is what I talk about a lot. Splitting is majorly how we talk about black and white thinking.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I only for like basically five years straight saw everything in black and white, like, and basically dialectical behavioral therapy, dialectics are being able to see the dialect is going in the middle. That's why they always start with dialectical variable therapy. They say it's the gold standard, but for me, once again, individualized uh, recovery, meaning DBT is not the gold standard. Like I believe that every person can do whatever they need to do to recover. If you don't take to DBT only, you could do compassion therapy, you could do EDM, MR, like you do whatever you need to do, but splitting black and white thinking. So split, mm-hmm. imagine a split. Black and white, so you see things only in one or the other way. So I hate my best friend. I love my best friend. This person is amazing. That person's not amazing. I'm the best right now. I'm a piece of fucking shit right now, and that doesn't work, right? If you can't see neutrals or accept things in situations or go in the middle path. And so a lot of working through our thinking, and when I say ours, people who have, uh, Diagnosis of BPD or BPD traits is working through the middle way, the mm-hmm. middle path. And a lot of that for me is literally hour by hour and conversation by conversation and friendship by friendship and communication by communication. And funny enough, a lot of people who don't have BPD still deal with splitting. Like I have fr- people who think um, in catastrophic thinking. I have a lot of friends that have anxiety disorder that split mm-hmm. or a lot of people who, who think in all or nothing in, in big situations. They don't split though as much as we split. So Mm -hmm. black and white, like black and white thinking and splitting is a very, very apparent sign that you have BPD. Mm -hmm. So if you constantly think in black and white, so all of a sudden you're splitting like all day long on people, meaning you'll say something to me and I'm like, what? Like, really? And I get mad. It's a sense. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the time people get triggered because they're like, they someone will say something and it's similar to the book you see that says i feel like i'm walking on eggshells with you Mm -hmm. right now Mm -hmm. you know and you've heard this expression it means when people say that and it's so triggering and it's invalidating it's because a lot of the time people with bpd will go snap out of a situation or get react really quickly it's because they're going in splitting right away and so the people around them go i feel like i'm walking on eggshells because i can't say something because you're going to react right away Mm-hmm. but it's not necessarily that we're reacting but sometimes we don't know we're reacting or our face changes or, or or we're getting we're getting subtle cues from someone so when i said that sometimes people split on people in the community is that they'll they'll get a vibe or they'll get jealous or they'll get they don't know that someone's trying to be loving or and that's why i said we should all be loving to each other and realize that we're all doing the best we can versus like hate on each other or be, you know, and the world doesn't always work the way that I want it to work, right? So
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, I I was just a bit confused because like me personally, I'm always like if I find someone with BPD, my first instinct is like, I need to care for them, I need to love them. And my first instinct is like I should be jealous of them or anything. So
0: yeah. (laughs) And so yeah, of course. But jealousy is a natural feeling. Not and not everybody has jealousy. And Jealousy isn't splitting. What I'm trying to say is a form of splitting could be like you get jealous in a second, so you split. Or mm-hmm. someone says something you don't like, so black and white thinking, so you're like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm irritated right now. But jealousy, and I talk about you know, jealousy quite a bit, um, or feelings of resentment, bitterness, anger, judgment. These are just natural human tendencies that we actually don't talk about much because people feel embarrassed or shame. Um, funny enough, your generation, is exhibiting a lot more of that these days because (laughs) well because of this TikTok generation and this generation of likes and comments and fake and filters it's like we're leaving so much room for not non-authenticity that Mm -hmm. of course we're jealous of things that don't even exist we're jealous of these fake lies we're jealous of these this fake spotlight that doesn't exist we're jealous of but but it's not even jealous like what am i jealous of when it's not real and so i work on jealousy um, what I always, what I, what I mean by that is, I work on people realizing who they are in authenticity and realness. And this is a very important topic, especially for people who deal with BPD, because we have identity issues, and we're constantly, we're constantly grappling with who we are at all times. And we have things like mirroring issues, or following what other people are doing, or self-criticism constantly. So if we are rooted in these things constantly, it's easy for us to look at somebody else's life and just get touched to that or see our in in inabilities because of somebody else's abilities when have they have nothing to do with who we are at that moment.
1: Do you have any advice for both people with BPD as well as people who love people
0: with BPD on how yeah. to deal with BPD? <laughs> so, yeah. With relationships or in general? Uh, um... I would say you can do that's like a that's a general that's like a general I mean these are these are general things like in my heart of hearts if you really like love someone with BPD and honestly this goes to people you can hear me right yeah
1: yeah
0: okay sorry I didn't know if I present if you love someone with BPD and my relationship with Steve like I love him so much my fiance but it's been work so this is what I'm going to say From the beginning, like the first months, I I didn't meet him and I didn't go, "Hey, I BPD on the first day." Like that wasn't like the gold standard. Isn't like you meet someone on the first day, you you go, "Okay, like here's my social insurance number, here's my like all my mental health information." Like you don't need to tell everybody everything the first day that you meet them and handshake them. But what's really important, and it's like the most important thing, and I'm telling anybody who's listening who has BPD you must be open about it. And if you're not, it will come out in another form or fashion, meaning it will come out in your eye rolls, it will come out in your energy, it will come out in, you know, the way that you're feeling that day, hour and moment when something's not going right in that relationship. And, and I'm talking to people who wanna have something substantial with someone, right? If you're playing identity card issue here where you're just having a fun relationship, and it's not, it's not going anywhere. You don't need to go farther beyond that. But in terms of when I was getting serious with Steve, I realized like the turning point was that he was a part of my BPD. Now he was a part of the journey. He needed to understand BPD just as much as I needed to understand BPD. So no, he doesn't need to read every single book. No, he doesn't need to do dialectical behavioral therapy groups with me, but, yeah, he does need to learn some of the skills with me. Yeah, we do need to communicate together. Yeah, like I need to know that I'm responsible just as much for his feelings. Because another thing that people don't understand is that it's not Mel and her BPD show. And this is the funny thing. We, and I mean this with so much love to anybody who's listening with BPD, I'm not trying to invalidate where you're at what's going on for you, but your partner has feelings (laughs) and you better recognize that because you know what, if they're there, they're holding your hand, they're hugging you, they're trying just because they don't have a diagnosis of BPD doesn't mean that they don't have feelings. And it gets to the point sometimes. And it did in the very beginning of my relationship where it was just all Mel and her BPD. And, you know, I was like, I I was like, I didn't realize that. And I started talking to other people in recovery who had BPD and relationships. And, and I, I, I didn't make it like a joke, but I was like, I ended up being Mel in her BPD, Mel, the BPD show. And what I mean by that, so that people can really understand that. And so they can, they can actually do something about their relationship. You know what, what's so important is asking your partner, how they feel, asking your partner what's going on as well because relationships only work if both people are good Mm -hmm. and having BPD and my moods and having him check up and all and having a part of this it's tiring (laughs) it's a lot and there's nothing wrong with me admitting that but if somebody loves you they don't want to go you know and but you as well have to understand something if you love somebody you better put the work in and love them back you know and so I know we don't always have the capacity to love that because we're exhausted, but that's no excuse. And it's still our responsibility to check in back. So both ways, if you support somebody and then you love somebody back and you've got to have a relationship, it goes both ways. It's like a friendship. Mm-hmm. Uh, it goes both ways. So um, those aren't, that's not the research. It's not the textbook version. Um, but it's the three years in about to get married, COVID stuck in a house, I love my fiance fighting, you know, real fucking going through it with somebody mm-hmm. night and day, you know, relationship. Mm-hmm. And I was a love addict. You know, I was in CODA. I, I've i gone through 10 of the worst tumultuous relationships and I never thought I was going to find someone. And Steve is like, I, I, this, I'm giving you like Cole's notes of how amazing this person is. Uh-huh. So I'm giving breath to anybody who feels like they will not meet someone. Because you will, but it's work and life is work and you have to put in the work to find somebody good. And you're 17. So it's like, I'm almost like preaching to you before you make any mistakes. <laughs> like, I'm like, no, please. Already made mistakes. I'm yeah, okay, mistakes. okay, well, no more. <laughs> like I'm like, okay, I'm preaching to you now. So yeah, Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. easy. It's easy because ugh, why I say it's easy with BPD to make mistakes is because our, I always say this. I have a turtle. I know that sounds funny, but I'm, I'm going to pick him up after this. Oh. The best thing in life is, is we're always trying to get this quick gratification. And I never realized until I was like 30, I'm 35 now, but everything in life takes time, mm-hmm. takes patience, but everybody in life wants things fast. Oh. And I always wanted quick love, quick fixes, quick alcohol, quick this, quick, because my emptiness and the fuel, I wanted things because the impulsivity and a lot of things with BPD is quick, 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 we need to quick response, quick split. If you, if everybody and anybody's listening could learn how to sit back, not react, learn how to be in a relationship, learn how to you know, listen to their feelings, learn what it's like to be patient with themselves, be compassionate with themselves, to learn how to love what's around them until they're getting to the next stage in their life. They can really look at people and look at things for what they are and the beauty of the moment. Mm -hmm. And it is good. It's not all bad. There's so much beauty in the things that they think are bad. And that's what life is trying to show them right now. Until they get all these supposed things that they think are going to make them feel better. And that's the truth.
1: Holy shit. I just okay, i'll just, I'll come out and say this. I feel like people with BPD tend to be the best motivational speakers because you like obviously go through so much tumultuous emotions once you get through kind of get through the other side,
0: maybe. like, yeah, you learn so much about your life
1: and, yeah
0: I do a lot of uh, this is what I do on the side, like motivation. Mm-hmm. and uh, but I do it so much because I wholeheartedly believe, and you're and this is what I believe so much that that we this running almost like dead cemetery we have in our heads. It's like, it's done. I know that we're not done, you know, and that's, it makes me, I see sometimes eight years ago who I was to like these thoughts that are still haunting me sometimes that are slowly going away. It's like, we all have monsters, right? And that's just it. And I know those monsters, but the monster that's in us, there's two people in us or four or five. For me, that's not real. That's someone coming to ruin the real person that's in me. And that's just it. That's not a real person. You can fight that person, but it's our, we have to choose to fight that person. And that's, that's the difference. So we have that choice. And that's the thing we're choosing to unlock, to fight that person every day in us. So we got to fight and live beyond that emotion every day and fight and live and fight that person that's haunting us and mm-hmm. that's okay to live with that darkness because you know what you said every person with BPD is really creative every person with BPD has all the purpose imagine mm-hmm. we didn't have that darkness because then we wouldn't be able to see all the greatness that we had
1: mm, yeah it's like we, our, we like, need it yeah it's Sorry, like all stars shine in the darkness and yeah I think that's definitely yeah yeah it's also kind of like the broken artist trope but I I wouldn't want to kind of persuade people to necessarily go through a lot of stress just to become creative but I do think that
0: but I actually do, because <laughs> why Why do we have tests to see where we're at? Why do we have testimonies? Because when we have true testimonies, they inspire so much difference in our lives. It, if everything was easy, then life would just, would just be this thing where we would just be complacent and simple. We need to be pushed. We need to find out what's there. And I realized so many times in my life, I'm like, I know whether it's God, whether it's spirituality, whether it's someone talking to me, whether I, if I didn't go through all the the, the stuff with this man, I wouldn't have found Steve. If, if I didn't go through all that stuff with the alcohol, like I wouldn't have so many things to talk about with addiction, dependency, my weight, my, my fitness journey. Like we all have these things that are holding us back. Every single person. Like I know for a fact, you have many things that are, are gonna creep either have or will. But if you don't face them and go through them, they're going to keep coming. Mm-hmm. But every person is is pace, uh, placed in positions in their life to fight them. Mm-hmm. It's like David and Goliath. You've got to go through them. And so I know that everybody has their own unique testimonies to get to their greatest life ever. And so when you're finally sitting at your greatest life ever, which is never really because it's really the end of your life. And it's never really your greatest life ever because you can keep pushing that's that's what life's all about. And then we're never there. So if you're just complacent, there's some people who are just complacent and I have nowhere nowhere to talk with them. I'm always like, okay, you're complacent, that's fine, you're comfortable. But what's so fun about being comfortable? That's why you got a fighter. That's why you gotta fight. Yeah. You have the whole world ahead of you. You're 17. <laughs> like literally. Yeah. This is what I mean. mean. This is messages for you, especially. You're 17. <laughs> like you you have the whole world your whole life ahead of you and so many people do too but it doesn't matter if you're 17 60 50 44 35 every single day we have the whole whole world ahead of us You
1: still have so much longer even if you're 60. like you still have more life to go if you're alive yeah. you still fight you can still continue
0: everyone always goes so how are you doing and my new favorite thing and when I, someone asks me how i do I go i'm alive because <laughs> i'm alive yeah. god bless yeah. i'm alive Because that's that's just it. I'm alive and I'm pushing through.
1: To wrap up, because I know you are a really busy person. Do you have any last pieces of advice or just things you'd like to say to kind of drive home that, I don't know, BPD is something that shouldn't be stigmatized and, you know, you can actually seek help. And even though you won't, you know, recover, you'll still be able to see things in a much better light and, you know, get through the tunnel. Innocence. And
0: some, some, some people might, um, and you know what the funny thing is, some people might in their mind recover. Like I said, it's this individualized yeah. thing. But the one thing that, and I I really feel it in my heart is every day, if you hear this every day, wake up and just do the very, very best that you can. Life is not this thing where you probably woke up and had some idea of what life was supposed to look like, according to you. And everybody has what they want life to look like. But if you loosen that up a tiny bit right now, life isn't supposed to look like anything. Life is supposed to be what you make it, but -hmm. it's constantly changing. But if you understand one thing, life isn't supposed to be anything. You can make a life worth living any way that you want to make it. So if somebody's telling you that it was spo- you were supposed to be here, and then your mind starts playing with you and saying, what if this doesn't happen? And what if because that happened already, and I'm not where I'm supposed to be? Life isn't supposed to be anything. Today, at this moment, it's just this moment. There's no supposed tos, there's no what ifs, there's no what wass. Just live with hope and love and let it all be exactly at this moment, listening to this message, exactly this is just it, this moment. And all you have to do is do your very, very best with hope and love in your heart and be the very best character human you could be and do your very best, but stop living in any other moment, minute, hour, second. And that's, it's just it, there's nothing else. Don't wrap it around anything else. And then then, then people can move forward and move from this minute and do the best that they can.
1: Yeah, I think that that advice goes for literally everyone, even people. BPD
0: that's just what I that's what I want because we live in a world that's creating so much more for themselves and we have the capacity to do anything that we want and I I truly believe that anybody listening to this with BPD not with BPD could do literally and make the life that they want like literally it does not have to be something what if what was what is what's going to be just this moment and move forward.
1: I do always say live in the moment, but I never actually truly understood what it meant. I think like as much, like, I don't want to, you know, say anything weird, but I do think that you've really defined what living in the moment should actually mean for most people. And I, I really hope I, I know that people are going to get a lot of lessons from you, but I think that's literally all the time we have. Do you have any platforms or anything you want to plug
0: at the Um, end? So Right now, um, I'm going to be releasing a bunch of stuff on the Instagram, The Mind Over Melanie, and then um, I'm going to be opening up a few more platforms from there. I will release them from. I'll be opening up two more pages this year from there, and then the show that I'll be on, like I was saying, the BPD Bunch, um, and a few more podcast episodes, and the facilitation releases. Like I have, I'm going to be on um, facilitating some support groups uh, coming up that I'll put on Instagram, and if people with BPD um, want to you know, need support groups and want to come out, um, I'll put those on the Instagram and then um, any new groups I will put there. So they can just follow me there and reach out and I will get back to them if they want. And they can email me at info at Mm whoismelanie.com. So everything is on
1: your Instagram and
0: yeah. Exactly. Thank you so much and have a beautiful day.
1: Yes. Wonderful day. And um, I wish you and Steve, a really wonderful relationship for the end of times. So yeah. You're the
0: best. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Bye.